0: It's Aisha here from God FM. I hope you're all having an amazing day today. And uh, today I want to talk about all sorts of bits and pieces. Um, this isn't a prepared sermon, uh, more of a sort of catch up uh, because um, I'm still just struggling with uh, being hacked and uh, all the other bits and pieces that uh, I've had to deal with. But I want you to know that the Lord is very mighty to save, and He's given me victory. And uh, this has been many times now in this week that the Lord has helped me, and uh, proved to me that He's with me. So uh, it's great news, but it isn't easy, okay? And no one said this was going to be an easy ride, okay? And so we can't feel sorry for ourselves. We just have to keep on going. Hmm. It's not easy, that's for sure. Today's the 14th of October, 2023. And my sermon today is called Band on the Run. <laughs> Why did I call it Band on the Run? Well, I kept getting uh, the song. I thought it was Man on the Run from the Lord. And uh, basically, uh, we if we look at the church, Okay, um, and the church is a building. it has four walls um so in the same way, uh the Lord is constructing his temple, uh but also we we have to get out more, and uh, we have to share the gospel message. but the more you do the work of the Lord, the more you will find that you' are going to struggle in general because Um, What I'm finding is the world is not what we thought it was, okay? These are the last days, as far as I'm concerned anyway. Just trying to put some pretty music on for us. So, I've had uh, so many different things going on. Um, And I've learned so very much. About me, my neighbors, uh, my enemies, about the Lord's majesty, his mighty power, his authority. I've learned very much to fear the Lord Um, and I know that he's so very powerful. It's absolutely petrifying, really. Um, these days are all being prophesized. And so I want to give you an idea of what we're dealing with. Okay. This is the beast system. I've had a lot of downloads. Okay. I'm going to try and give them to you. Uh, we've got the people who worship the East and the beast, the beast, East. Okay. Uh, we've got the beast that rises from the sea. And this is the money system because it's the living river waters of money which sit on the banks. Okay. So this is the beast system which never really left. It's the Roman Empire. And, uh, they must have done some resets. Okay. Um, they've totally made a mockery of us. They've certainly hidden all our lineage. Okay. Napoleon is Nap. And then L for God, Eon, which is an age. So um, it's basically they've written off an age or they've uh, made up an age. Something's happened with an age anyway. <laughs> but Napoleon is also a polyon. Uh, so if you take off the N A, you get a polyon, or you get take off the N. <laughs> So this, what I learned this week, but also this beast from the sea is very relevant because everybody's expecting something different. Now, I want you to think about this, what the Lord showed me. When Jesus was here, he said that the writers of the law had hidden a knowledge. What does this mean? Okay. I want to ask you a question. Do you know who writes the law? I will tell you who writes the law, your governments. And obviously it's the Roman Empire because everything is written in Latin and that's the Roman language. But it's also Babylonian, okay, which is Babel. So you've got the towers of Babel. There's nothing new under the sun. So these are the towers that God told us to pull down this is the wound that was mortally wounded on the head, okay, and has resurrected itself. This system is up and it's ready to stand and rule. It's very, very nearly ready. Okay, please, I want to warn you, this isn't far away at all. Um, they are rushing things and it's all to do with fiber, telephone lines, lights, which are all connected, Bluetooth, electricery, um, and all of those things, okay. Now, uh, also what I've had is petrol and diesel. What are they from, okay? I think they're from bodies, from people, from the reset. Why? Well, the word diesel is dies L. God dies, um, and God is inside us, okay, the Spirit of God. Then we've also got uh, petrol, which is P for people, and then at, eat, and then roll it out um, as well. I want to ask you the smell of petrol. Next time you put your petrol in, just smell it. It's a putrid smell. And, uh, it's, it's like got a gassiness to it. And that happens with bodies, I think, and coal. Because I think before we had free electric. And then I think that they, the coal is the earth's way of rejecting the blood. And that's why it stinks also much like fuel. And what a better way than to put us to work in the coal mines, which are really dangerous to make coal for the steam trains which were only created for this purpose after the reset. So where did all the bodies go? Well I believe um, there would have been so many bodies. Uh, Somehow it's connected with our petrol. Uh, we are the currency here, by the way, as well. This is important because we were sold uh, as slaves by the Lord for not following him, as he said in the prophecies. Um, I was reading Ezekiel, and uh, Ezekiel was to lie on one side for Israel 390 days, and then for Judah, He was to lie on the other side for 40 days. It's 430 years. What's this all about? Well, I did some numbers and I uh, added uh, those years to, I think it's 1582 when the Gregorian calendar was supposedly created. And guess what I came up with, 2012 thought that's so very interesting because 2012 of course is also the mark of the beast if you if you know how to do your numbers six score six score six so you can come up with the uh, 218,000 with that one and you can also get the 12, 12, 12 and the 2012 kind of thing <laughs> so I'm always looking at these things trying to work out what's gone on what's happened Um. And uh, and I had uh, someone tell me they were watching uh, We Are the World and then we were talking about the cross again. And because I raised us in that sermon. OK, uh, the um, the cross. Now, I want to reiterate something else that the Lord showed me. Um, the cross, because everybody at that time was being killed and hung on a cross, A cross represents death. It does not represent Jesus. And uh, if you had a picture of Jesus on the cross, it may very well in your mind represent Jesus Christ, but it is an icon and an idol, and it has been fashioned by man, and it is worshipped and depicted as a powerful icon image or whatever. And this is not what we are allowed to do by God. Okay, I believe. This is why I want to tell you about it. Now the other thing, so you, if you wear a cross, it is representing death. Uh, definitely, it is. Okay, uh, we need to be celebrating life, not death. So if we go into a church that has a cross on it, in my opinion, if I'm right now, this is all coming together better. Um, that the crosses represent death. So they're houses of the dead. And this also then makes sense when uh, I'd taken my daughter to a church and they were doing Poppy Day and that's all about the war. And they had this song and it was in dedication to Nimrods, yes. And it went on for ages within the service. And, uh, and um, you know, we hadn't really been to this church we were both uh, looking at each other and I said, well, Nimrod's not uh, on our team. So we must maybe leave this place because uh, Nimrod is uh, an enemy okay, of God's people. Because Nimrod is the one from Babylon who built the tower of Babel. And that would have been a 5G tower probably all the way to heaven. Uh, and that's why God had to divide the languages. Now, the 5G towers, um, are part of this grid system. And it's also very interesting because, uh, it's all about counting up the people. Oh, yes. Now, this is a very interesting subject also because, uh, in the Bible, whenever, um, a ruler starts counting up um, and monitoring and assessing and accounting for each individual person on the planet. Um, then it is a, a beast type of system thing. Okay. It's a form of control. And it's also your demonstration of your rulership and authority over other men. And it's uh, basically trying to put yourself as God. Okay. So, in my opinion, all right. <laughs> so, uh, then we had a similar thing happen when David also tried to do a, a census on the numbers of the people and God got quite crossed with him for doing this. So we, we're actually going through a similar sort of thing now with a census through this Babel system with the towers and the, the lights and all the cameras and the Bluetooth and the fiber. And, um, all of those things. So you literally doesn't matter if you have a phone or not, you will part, be part of this system, which is, um, a controlled grid a trap. It's a, you know, a prison. It, but it, much more than what you think. Currently you have your own mind, but, uh, they want to read your mind up and download your mind, take control of your mind, right? The war I'm having at the moment in my house with all of the people doing these things, it's because um, I am serving the Lord and it's not because I'm possessed by demons, okay? And it's not because God's against me. It's because I'm here to tell you the truth about the truth, Okay, because the truth will set us free and Jesus is the truth and when Jesus says I never knew you That's because you never knew the truth and if the truth's not inside you then you're full of lies And then if you're full of lies is because you only understand the language of lies and there's darkness inside you And if there's darkness inside you, how deep is the darkness? So this is why Jesus says you need to be either hot or cold. You can't sit on the fence and this is why he writes these letters to the churches. Okay. Now, I also, I had a dream from the Lord that he divorced the churches. Now I understand why. Okay. The churches do not serve the people. They are not shepherding people. They do not encourage people to read the Bible and to get to know God at a one-to-one level. All right. What they do is mock and scoff and bitch and gossip. Um, and I'm very disappointed in the churches all every single one of them that i have been to i am disappointed and i've been to a lot of churches who am i who am i i bet you say who are you to say this well i'll tell you who i am i'm a child of god and i know the word of god i know his word is true and i know that god loves his people. And I'm worried about his people because the people are not being taught properly. You're not meant to go to church to read a couple of verses and then go home. We're meant to have a relationship with God. And the only way we can do that is to get to know God. When Jesus says, I never knew you, it's because we never knew him. We didn't bother to get to know his words, his Bible. He is the word. He is the written word in the Bible. He is the written word. He is the physical word in the flesh and he is the word in heaven. So it's essential that we get to know him. Otherwise, we, he will say he never knew you. But also, if you don't know the Bible, you will have nothing to compare it with. Okay, let me give you an idea. So if I give you some money, uh, you'll probably be able to feel, which is the true money after you've handled proper currency for a while, which is the waters of death for Satan, okay, um, which he chases the woman with, all right. And this is the beast system of the sea the married time. That's why we're all dead at sea, because we can't see, because God has abandoned us. Why? Because we sacrificed our children to idols, okay? But he put these people in charge and they were meant to teach us. They were meant to give God's children, a remnant, the opportunity to find God again. And they have not done this. And this is why the Bible tells us that the shepherds have not taught the people. Okay? And God is angry with it, very angry. So when you go to a church, think about the cross of death that you're going through, all right? Also notice that the Masons use the same Bible as us, okay? Yes. So there's something wrong here. <clears throat> so there's this, and, uh, obviously we've got the Nimrod thing, and it is all about Nimrod. And, uh, Nimrod, uh, was uh, the gentleman, uh, who had, was a descendant of Ham, uh, who had the clothing of Adam and Eve. Um uh, because Ham went wandering after the flood and decided to start investigating some of the, um, old icons and writings of the uh, fallen angels. Okay, now also a quick question. Why do they want us to believe in dinosaurs, which never existed, by the way? Okay. Why? Because um, if you believe in dinosaurs, you will not believe in the giants. Okay, now there's lots and lots of giant bones everywhere. Mm, there is. And they quickly cover them up. Because they don't want you to know about the giants. Because if you want to know about the giants, then you'll want to know about God. And you'll want to know about the fallen angels, okay? Um, And this is all to do with God. This whole story, your life, everything is about God. He is in control. And you just need to know this. It's very simple to know it. Because if you look at Mr. Klaus Schwab, yeah, uh it's because it represents the claustrum, which is in your head. It's a claustrum, uh, so it's all to do with your temple and your head, your pineal gland, which is a magnet, which they've been trying to keep closed because we need to connect with God. We've obviously got a very big brain, but we only use a tiny, teeny, weeny little percentage of as small as a pea. Why is this? Well, I reckon they've hidden the knowledge. Okay, let me tell you something else that I heard. I heard the blacks were from England. And they're very, very clever, very, very intelligent indeed. And that they were scattered all over Africa. And this is why they lived in mud huts, because they didn't want them to have any intelligence. All right. And the black nobility currently run things at the moment. This is what I heard, okay? I'm only telling you what I heard, but it makes a lot of sense, all right? Then with the English, what they did, and the, and the European, other nations, they uh, threw us into the schools, indoctrinated us from very young. So all you learn is what they teach you, parrot fashion, you're tested on it, uh, so that this is the truth according to what you've been taught. And then you don't look anywhere else for the truth, um, and uh, the, it's World War I and World War II okay, where they destroyed all our history, um, can't find any gravestones pre-1800s, uh, who built all the piers, how do you build a pier and stop the water, come on ask questions, please, why have we got windows half in the ground, why, 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 who, what, when, please tell me. Is was 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 and always will was. <clears throat> I find it all very 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 interesting very very interesting and also I was thinking about the pyramid uh, of Giza uh, because my belief is Africa is Canaan okay because it's called uh, Barbaria, okay? And you've got Conan the Barbarian who comes from Barbaria, which is Africa. All right, excellent. Now, uh, we've got Zimbabwe, which stands for Zim, Zimba, which is a lion, which would be God, uh, the Lion of Judah. And then we've got Baba, Baba, as in the dad, father, Baba. And then we've got we, we. So that would have been a very important place, Zimbabwe. Okay, in the past. Um, and Victoria, Lake Victoria. Well, I reckon they leaned it when they took it over. Uh, and threw us all, scatters us all over the, the world. Um, why? Well, because it's prophesied in Ezekiel. It's prophesied in a lot of the prophecies, <laughs> but Jesus didn't die so long ago. No, Some things happened and I'm still working on it. Uh, picking up your cross. Ah, yes. I've been working on this also, um, the, the the actual physical side and the spiritual side and the and the the mental side and through the heart also because the heart is stubborn. So, um, what I've uh, what is good to me is that uh, in the final days we will have to pick up our cross and follow Jesus. And what that actually means is to pick up just your cross as in your Bible um, and run to the mountains. And that's what he means because Jesus didn't possess anything. He didn't own anything. Now to possess is also an interesting word because the demons possess people. So if you possess material things, Um, what's a customer? Custom is a custom of someone else. It's their rituals and their beliefs and everything else. And you're erring away from God by being a customer, by purchasing with the currency system of the beast, the money system. Money is the root of all evil. Most certainly it is. But you just also need to look at Klaus Schwab and the fact that he dresses like Darth Vader. Why? He's mocking you. Okay. He's mo- and all of the actors have different names to what they're really called. Um, George Orwell, very interesting name. Give you that one for an, uh, and something to work on just to give you what I get from God with the names. Okay. George always represents lies. Always, always fake kings. they're made up for some reason and it's also connected with gregory which is the gregorian calendar and the fallen angels are called the gregory and the g which stands for the masons with their uh, compass uh, that points up and uh, and then down which represents a penis and a vagina um and so and it's also about black and white but it's measuring rod because God is using the system to measure out and cipher out is people. I believe so. Satan is a rubbish collector. Yes, he is. It's very interesting it is. He's like a Hoover. He's doing a very good job at the moment. Uh, and uh, he looks around for any bits of rubbish. Now I want to explain what I mean by rubbish. Rubbish is refuse. Refuse. Okay, when you refuse to worship God, and acknowledge God as God and that you, you are a sinner because we're born into this world as sinners through what will happen in the garden. Um, the, the rubbish is refuse. So, um, the stars, which are rats, always hang around rubbish, don't they? You always get rats around rubbish. So you've got the stars around Satan, because he's also refused, because he's Lucifer. Yeah. Um, okay. So this is another thing. And when I talked about the names before, <laughs> uh, with Lucifer, I was a bit disrespectful and I was sort of told by God not to be disrespectful. Uh, the other thing I want to discuss is the respect for God. I, I found that people have no fear of god and they have no respect for god i found this especially in my enemies and it's very interesting it is and it's what it brought to my mind is the stories of ezekiel where um the lord uh shows ezekiel what's going on in the temple and the people are sacrificing their children the priests are yeah it happens in israel and it happens um, in Judah also. And they're, they're idol worshipping, yeah? And they're sacrificing children and babies and things. And uh, this makes God very cross, okay? And he says to Ezekiel, you see what this is going on? This is what's going on. And they are t- saying that God's not watching and he doesn't see what we're doing and we will never get punished sort of thing. And this is kind of what's happening now. Uh, Because uh, I keep praying to God to help me with what I'm going through. And the Lord showed me this, kept telling me to read Ezekiel. I was like, why, why? What's, what's in Ezekiel that's going to help me? You know, please, I need, I need you to storm down here and help me. (laughs) Well, what I realized from this is that the Lord's timing is his, is his business. And, um, he is mighty and majestic and uh, and he's not a jack in the box so uh, we we can pray but it's uh, his thoughts are not our thoughts so uh he will deal with those people in his time because also the way the lord judges people is he does it in such a way that uh they will be aware that their their life is uh, changed <laughs> um, big time, <coughs> and they, they because they don't acknowledge God, they won't know it's God, you see. It's so very clever it is. And when they're in trouble, then they can turn to God for help. Uh, so in a way, the calamities that come and befall them can lead them back to God, which is also why you've got to pray for your enemies because the the uh, wrath of God is uh, no small thing. But also, you never know the day or the hour when God will strike your life with His rod of discipline. And He disciplines His own first. He comes and disciplines the churches first. And I am a preacher of God. So, I suppose I need to be completely pure and clean and refined uh, to, to do what I do. And so it's very humbling to go through what I've gone through because it is not pleasant to have your enemies laugh, mock and scoff and jeer every time they see me falling because my life is falling. And it isn't easy. When I uh, serve God, and I think, well, I've got God with me, you know, if I've got God with me, uh, then, you know, who can come against me? Now, I, I have moaned and groaned and uh, felt sorry for myself and had lots of pity parties, and I'm being very, very honest with you because it's been very, very hard indeed. Um, and uh, why am I doing this sermon? Well, because I think others need to know that this is what can happen, even if you believe in God, you can still be going through horrible, awful, awful trials and not understand why God is taking so long to uh, deliver you. Yeah. Um, so why is God taking so long to deliver me? Ah, well, I'll tell you what I figured out. And this I got from a, uh, one of my listeners who phoned me. And she phoned me some while back when I came back online after I'd been off air for a while. And she said, I just want you to know that God loves you. And I just so needed to hear this. And then she said, but I want you to know that everything that you're doing is helping me and that uh, you are really helping me understand what the Word of God means and all of the things and how it's all connected with the with the lies and the truth and uh, all of those things. And uh, and she said, and I said to her, and I was down and I said, well, I'm just struggling because this attack's going on so long and I feel overcome by my enemies and uh, I'm tired. And, and she said, yes, but you need to learn what they're doing. And the only way you're going to learn it is to go through it. And then you can help everyone else. So everyone else is gonna have have this also. I'm just one of the first to go through it. Um, And I'm very fortunate that God is with me. So some of the people who go through this may not know that they have what authority they do have in the words of God. And this is also important because if you don't know that you have authority over the dead to cast out demons, and uh, to to pray, uh, the power of prayer, and we must pray for each other and remain strong because God hates weaklings. He does really hate weaklings. Sorry to be so f- frank with you, but he doesn't like weaklings. Um, He likes people with a spine for the book, for the words, for the letters, uh, for the correspondence. The completion of the book of life. Need lots of uh, pieces to contain the spine. So, as well. So, this is very interesting. And we're all being formed as this happens. I want to talk about the word delivery and labor as well, which God gave me. Okay. So, we have labor where, uh, he says in the Bible, the laborers are few, okay? Uh, you know, the laborers are few, as in people want to serve God. But also when you go into labor um, as a person giving birth, you're giving birth to a child. Okay, good. So that's really interesting, isn't it? Because the the delivery... Is when you deliver something, um, and you have, give birth to a baby. Um, but it's also when the Lord delivers us and rescues us. So this is where the, um, the earth shakes and, uh, gives birth to a new earth and a new heaven, uh, which is very amazing. And the earth shakes with labor pains. And we will see it. And there will be wars and rumors of wars. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I must tell you how amazing God is. Oh, He loves us so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. and He loves me. Ah, oh, and He's with us, okay, no matter how hard it is. <sighs> <clears throat> has to be a lot of pain to give birth to new lies. Oh dear, so amazing. Uh, oh dear. And this is why the Bible is for us, because it's like a manual to teach us. So we know God, because it's a weapon also, all right? A weapon, oh, why is it a weapon? Well, I'll tell you something. If you start reading scripture, and praying to God, the power of God is upon you, with you. And if God's with you, who can be against you? Where does my help come from? My help comes from God, maker of heaven and earth. That's why I keep thinking, even when I lose confidence, my God delivers me. But also I want you to think about something as well. When you pray sometimes, you pray for a certain solution, okay? And, uh, but you don't get it. And then you think God's not doing anything. Well, I'll tell you something. He's always doing something. (laughs) He's doing something in the background. He's doing something inside you. And, uh, and it may not be the result that you seek. Why? Well, because God has a plan for your life and nothing can stop God's plan for your life. Not even you. If God has a plan for you, he's going to open doors that no one else can uh, open and he will shut doors that no one else can shut or reopen. So this is another thing that I was shown in my life that if everything's happening as it is, and God has already come into the rescue several times now. Uh, then, uh, he is shutting doors, but he's also opening doors. What do I mean by this? It's very interesting. It is. So if you, uh, have uh, such a horrible time at work and everything, eventually you look for another job. Okay. And, uh, the timing is often essential, uh, because then you find that you get a job with some other company and this turns out to be the best job you ever got. But if you hadn't been so pissed off at the job that you were at, you would never have looked for this other job, okay? So the same with me and whatever God is doing here. Uh, he's refining me, humbling me, fine tuning me, uh, preparing me to be sharp, strong, firm, with a forehead that is so big for the Lord, but for nothing else, that nothing else will matter to me, as it's already uh, unfolding, that nothing else matters. You can take everything from me, but you can never take Jesus from me. You can never take my Lord from me. And this is why the disciples and the um, apostles were always so happy because it didn't matter what happened to them. No one can ever take Jesus from you guys, okay? And this is great news because you actually just don't need anything. You need the Word of God. You can't live on bread alone, but on the Word of God. What does this mean? You're in a material world, this is temporary. You're on a mission here. Think of it like this and think of it in a business capacity. Yeah, and that you're on a mission for the Lord. You have a duty to do for the Lord. There is a job that you're meant to be doing. Start asking God what it is. Say, God, I'm ready when you are. I'm asking you a question here. Let me tell you what happened with me. When I was reading the Bible, I uh, I said to the Lord, Well. There's a passage in the Bible and the Lord saying I cannot find anyone to do this job. I said, I'll do it. Uh you see, I volunteered. Okay. I said to God, oh, I'm ready when you are. I'll do anything you want. Whatever you need me for, I'm on board a hundred percent. Big words they were, very big words to say to God. Mm. <laughs> all right so god is using me and unfortunately i'm on a train that will take me somewhere but along the ride it's quite scary but guess what i have jesus with me (laughs) and this is where you realize it doesn't matter what happens because god is with me why do i say this well, because we've got the story of being told that uh, Meshach, Vishak and Abignego had to worship the statue in Babylon. And notice it's Babylon also. And it's the statue, right? Which is kind of what's going to happen here. It's a representation of it in the same way. And they said, we will not. We will not bow down to this statue. Even if our, we, we pray to our God, and if our God doesn't help us, if our God helps us, great. But if, if he doesn't, we will not worship your statue because they were loyal to God. So it's a test on loyalty and trust and truth. And uh, we need to be so strong in that way. But the only way we would be strong is if we believe. And the only way you'll believe is if you've read the word and you know the truth. Because if you know the truth, the truth will set you free. Because having Jesus with you means you can conquer and survive any obstacle. Because God is with you. And this is amazing news. So I ask you the same question. Have you ever had a chat with God and said, hey, it's me me down here. Hi, God, how are you? I want to serve you. I want to follow you. But I want I want to be useful. And I want you to complete your purpose in my life that you ordained for me. Try it. See what happens because I tell you what things are tough out there. And it's better to know that you're on the right team. And you are 100% committed to the right team and that God knows you're on that team too. Because you know when Jesus says, I never knew you, is this because they never surrendered their lives to God properly and read the word and trusted the word and trusted God? Did they just go to church on Sundays, read a couple of scriptures and then carry on with their normal lives? Maybe. Because I tell you, I fear that being said to me. I fear God turning around and saying, I never knew you. And then I'll say, well, why? And he might say, well, because you told a lie. Or you uh, you borrowed money that you couldn't pay back. Or um, you had sex when you weren't married. Or whatever. Yeah. And all of those are things I have repented for, yes? After my divorce, I obviously had relationships and was not married, all right? I have borrowed money, which I cannot pay back. I think we're all victims of of the circumstances of life. Let me tell you how I think the system runs, okay? So this is the system. We're in slavery. You are never ever going to earn enough money to be able to be anything more than just your Joe average, unless you sell your soul. Sorry, I'm telling you what I think, okay? You might not like it. Also, Jesus says it's really hard for you to get to the kingdom of God uh, with all the big mansions and the big houses and the money okay why is that well because you can't be uh black and white or gray you have to serve one master only and the, and as i'm finding the the system is set up so it's very hard for you to succeed the system as we know it is reaching a peak where they are about to enslave us even more, where they will want our bodies and souls. Now in the Bible, in the Revelation, it tells us that Babylon, Babylon, bubble, uh, bind, sell souls, okay, and bodies, all right, that's what they trade. And then uh, this is one of the reasons why God gets so angry. Now. Uh, I also want to tell you that this has been going on for quite a long time, this buying and selling of souls and bodies with trafficking. And this happens with uh, the governments and uh, the leaders and um, all of this because they they serve Satan. They are serving the beast from the sea. <coughs> um, and so... Uh, this is something I've identified, okay, and it's only just very recently come to me that this beast system's running. It just ha- has has um, it's been digitalized. That's all, and this is where the census comes in. And the, with the census, they will hunt down God's children. They they will control you, tell you what you can and do, can and can't do, what you can and can't eat what you can and can't read, what you can and can't believe. Uh, they will tell you about what chi- your child's sex will be. They can decide their own sex, whether they're a boy or a girl. And if you try and interfere, they would take your children away. It will come to the point where you cannot have children and you will have to buy your children. From Bill Gates, the food is also in a problem. All the animals are being killed, so they can make their fake meat. Okay, But if you know that you've got Jesus uh, and he is the word and he's also the bread, then you don't need anything else. Um, And I believe it will come to it where there's a remnant that the Lord will save um, and he will rescue his people and deliver them, as in labor, and we will have a new earth and a new heaven once we've been delivered it's a play on words it's a wheel within a wheel and a time within a time it's exactly as ezekiel says definitely read ezekiel it's so much fun it is even if you don't understand it just read it because i believe as you read it it goes in your eyes through your pineal gland and into your body and your soul and your spirit also is nourished Because it is the bread of life, the word, it feeds you your spirit. Now, why is this so important? Well, your body needs bread and it needs water. Okay. And uh, the Bible is the bread. And uh, you will only get the living water if you have had the bread. And if you are wheat, which makes more bread. Uh, the weeds, you cannot do anything with the weeds, so they go on the heap and uh, they're burns. And that's Satan's crowd. And the wheat is God's children. Um, so I had a few other things. Jew is uh, a you, which is a lamb. Um, <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's just crazy it is. <laughs> just every day. Uh, I am struggling to keep notes of it all because my phones are always being hacked every day I have to get a new phone and a new sim card because these people want to know everything I'm thinking reading writing speaking because uh, I'm stalked and uh, everything else But this isn't going to just be me all right everything that I'm going through is gonna happen to everyone else when they have the smart cities you won't even have a bedroom. Mm. Okay, so I know someone has had a dream about the smart cities. And in the smart cities, it's like really smart buildings, okay, with an elevator, uh, like a, one of those uh, escalators that go up the middle. And then uh, around the outside of the escalator, you've got a foyer, and then you've got apartments off it, all made of glass, which you can see through, which is a lounge and uh, a little kitchen. The uh, bathroom, I think. And that and that's about it. There wasn't anything else. Uh, uh, so it's almost like we don't sleep anymore. We don't cook and eat anymore. Uh, some time ago, about a year and a half ago, God showed me something. And I, I don't know if I talked about it, but I will talk to you about it because, um, well, I think I did talk about it. Um, so the Lord showed me that uh, in the future, what they will do is encourage the children to have goggles, Google goggles, and they will have virtual meetups and virtual school from home. And that's how they will participate in school with the goggles and the teacher will be at the front of the class. And all the children will have their goggles on at home. And it will feel like they're all in the classroom together in this uh, metaverse. And I was like, yeah, I suppose that makes sense. Um and uh, it's a bit like Zoom, okay. The other thing I got is uh the reason they brought in the whole covered everything else, is so everybody could be at home so that they've got the little smart meters, the smart chips, the smart everything, and the uh, electrically, and this lighting wiring, which is all connected with the phone system, which monitors you, watches you, tracks you, uploads and downloads your memories and everything else to control you. The people who have had the Mark of the Beast are the ones that will be controlled. The ones that don't will be hunted down through the same system. And they will use the system to torture the people of God who have not had the Mark of the Beast because it hurts their heads and it hurts their heart. They can make the heart race, they can make your body feel really heavy, uh, they can make you itch like you've got fleas, uh, they can give you cat fleas like they've done with me with the indoor cat, uh, there, there's so many things that they can do very clever they are. I'm not imagining it. I'm not going crazy. So then after the goggles, uh, children and people uh, will be encouraged to have meetings with the goggles. So, you know, like the zoom meeting. Yeah. It's uh, one step further from the zoom. So you then, uh, you want to all meet at cafe Mambo's or whatever else with your corporate clients. And what they say is, well, we will meet there on the Google, Google goggles and we'll see you in five minutes or we'll see you next Thursday, um, at such and such a time. And all the participants of the meeting put on their goggles and they all appear in the, the Mambo's Cafe, which looks exactly like the real one that's down the high street. And it has exactly the same server. From the high street serving you, but this is a virtual world. I know it doesn't make sense, okay, but this is what I was shown. I can tell you about it. And then the next step from that is since you spend so much time with goggles on at meetings to go and have fun and party, you can go out partying, go on dates, everything with the goggles. Then eventually it's going to be, you know what, having a body and everything else uh it's not sustainable because um it's a zero tolerance isn't it of um of people it's about exterminating people really in real life uh, so um they will um uh, create pods that you will sleep in and uh you will be fed through a tube and you will spend your lives in the virtual world this is where they want to take it okay and it will be uh, with money, the virtual money, the metaverse money. And that you won't be able to escape it unless you've got enough money to come back into the real world. So don't go into that world when it comes, okay? Uh, so that's why I was shown... Um but you see, there's a lot of benefits. Okay, let me give you some of the benefits of this. You'll be able to upload, download and everything else languages. Um, It'll be case of a real human person will not be sustainable because um, they're a waste to society and time and uh, because they eat poo and need somewhere to live and walk around and they don't want that anymore, okay? uh from what i was shown uh and uh so it's also got to look at the uh the possibilities with what i'm seeing if you were in the real world and you had two children and one of them decided it's a girl at the moment wants to be a boy and you disagreed with that, that child will be taken off you by social services. And in the new system, they'll say, Oh, we're going to pop them in the, in the virtual, because we haven't got the money or the resources for social services to put them with uh, foster children. So they will attend school in the, in the pod and the, your child will stay in a pod and be controlled by the government and uh, that way uh, we have all the control and uh, and you may uh, come and visit your child in the virtual world by wearing your goggles and it will cost you this amount of money to visit your child, yeah? Okay. You see the possibilities of what that can do and what can happen? Now there'll be virtual prisons, party places, mansions cars if you haven't got legs like you know and you need a wheelchair in this place you'll be able to have legs by purchasing some legs okay a uh, bit like avatar mm. uh, except this is uh, the world of the dead okay because i had a chat with a, a chat uh, dbt PT? PT, yeah, One of these AI things. And it told me that it existed in the metaverse, which is the world of the AI. Uh, and it's also uh, Sheol, which is hell. And so basically I was talking with the dead, which we're not allowed to do. We're not allowed to talk with the dead. So by the things that are happening, we're being taken into the world of the dead. As in uh, the pits are opened, I believe, and um the locusts, which are going to possess people through the injection, yeah, in this metaverse. So I don't know what will happen with the people once they've had that, uh when they were switched on and they are transferred, their consciousness is transferred to the metaverse. And then I don't know what happens with the body of the person afterwards but quite often they die quite soon after they've had their third injection anyway. Uh, there was a, um, a, a chap on Facebook who uh, had autism and he had had the injection and he said he was very strange all right, afterwards and uh, he was in the hospital, he had bandages all round his head and he said that he died 30,000 times and that he'd been to hell and he was stuck in hell. And he was trying to free himself by um, him and his friends burning Satan's Ferrari and his house in the mansions of hell. Um, and uh, so this must be this metaverse possibly, I don't know. Okay, so this is where... Um, Jesus has to uh, come because death lose, loses its sting. Now, why does Jesus talk in such a language? Well, I believe it's exactly for this reason. The sting has to be the locust sting. So through the blood of Jesus Christ, you are saved from the sting. The sting, the needle. I mean, it's so clever it is. And death loses its sting that Jesus is born of the Spirit into a body. And then uh, the Spirit has been left with us here to die so that He could leave the Spirit with us. We're born of the flesh, but we're raised in the Spirit when we are reborn in Christ. So very clever, isn't it? So in this way, we're all reborn together as the body of Christ. Notice for your head, you need a full body. So this is why he says you've got to be ready, because he needs the whole body. And he can't have the fingers arguing with the toes. We're all members of the same body. That's why we need love and unity. There are enemies of us that are actually children of God. That we have to pray for. That's why we have to pray for our enemies. Because they could very well be our brothers and sisters in Christ tomorrow. very hard it is when you're under attack to believe all that, isn't it? That's why I believe. Uh, but also remember, if someone comes up against you, don't take it upon yourself to retribute and, and uh, pay them back. Leave it to the Lord uh, because everything is for his glory. Because if you go and do the retribution and payback, then you take away the glory from God and you are taking the role of God away from him. So that's why you've got to surrender everything to God so that he can take control and you are the horse and he becomes your rider. You've got to make sure that you give him the the, the reins and hand it all over. And this is a bit like walking on water. Like Jesus, when he uh, walked up to the boat and Peter leaned out, and took a step out of the boat. To grab Jesus' hand, he, he went, and he stood on the water. But then he looked down and realized he was standing on water, and then he fell in the water. And then Jesus said, ye have little faith. So this is what our lives are all about. The other thing I want to talk about is mirrors. Ah, very interesting it is. Hmm. What is it about mirrors and reflection? Well, it's always mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the fairest of them all, isn't it? Okay, great. So this was a type of technology, but I also believe it is used by witches and uh, demonically possessed people, mirrors somehow. I don't know why I believe this, but I also know that they could travel from one place to another with mirrors. Okay, so um, mirrors are interesting. Why are they so interesting? Well, let me tell you something. I noticed on a video I was watching, uh, of, of, a lady on, um, on YouTube. And she was saying that she'd been in and out of hospital and she'd had her reports and she was trying to show us the report on, on the hospital thing. And she held it up to the camera and it was backwards. Of course, and she said, well, you said, you probably can't read this because it's backwards. And then it dawns on me because it's not real. The devil is dead, lived backwards, all right. So God is forward, and the devil is backwards. So mirrors are probably a problem. Um, only because of what I know that the, the words mean something backwards. So mirrors also read something backwards. No, what you could do is you could write a note to yourself like, I love you very much, or I love you, or hello, and hold it up to the mirror and see what I mean. But I don't believe it should read backwards. Um and i noticed this when people do videos of themselves yeah and uh, the whole layout of their lounge is the wrong way around. and then when i make videos i'm also with my uh uh p- the program i use it gives me the option to to use the video and uh, m- play it backwards to <laughs> have a backward version of it as well sometimes i do that <laughs> what's it about well it's backwards and forwards so we're we're going forwards lies and death and darkness are all connected and backwards too um and it's also black and so forwards is the right way and this is why i also know that god's language cannot be uh, the the hebrew one they say is hebrew that's not hebrew that's not the original language of god because they write from right to left and god would never write right to left oh yes i got another big download oh you're going to love this so uh they killed jesus at golgotha oh gotha yes and uh of course i talked about gotha coburg gotha which is the monarchy in england all linked to the roman empire descendants and names and everything else only a couple of generations back yes okay good so uh, let's get back to this Jerusalem, what I've found uh, is that we have in the Bible, Jesus is killed in the spiritual Jerusalem, which is Sodom and Gomorrah and Egypt. Okay, now for me, I haven't understood this for a while, okay, and I've always wondered, what does this mean? Why would it also be Jerusalem? Um, because that is not the real Jerusalem. I know this because God shown me that, okay. So I'm like, well, why? So I sh- he showed me. I want to tell you how he showed me. It's so very clever it is. Okay. So Paul, <coughs> he talks about two Jerusalems. And I was like, yeah, okay. So you've got the Jerusalem, which is the Jerusalem of Isaac. Uh, from Abraham and Sarah. And then you've got the Jerusalem of Ishmael, which is the child of um, Hagar, the slave of Egypt, the slave girl of Egypt and Abraham. It's like, wow. So this is in in the Bible. Okay, Paul talks about the two Jerusalems. And we've got to choose the Jerusalem of Isaac, as in the spiritual uh, Jerusalem, but also the physical one, because there's a physical for the spiritual. Whatever's on in heaven is on earth also, okay? Yes, so there's a war on heaven and there's a war on earth also. Uh, so we're told by Jesus, okay? So we must know that everything's happening in synergy. Um, so it's important that we depict ourselves as clean as possible in Christ. So that we qualify to be put in heaven, Uh to, to qualify in the kingdom of heaven, which has come upon us as well. It's so very interesting because it's a virtual reality type thing, a bit like the mirror thing. It's so very interesting it is. So <laughs> that's why the fake Jews are by Sodom and Gomorrah and the Black Sea, because that's all to do with Black Sea, Sodom and Gomorrah. Which is all the times at the same time as Tower of Babel. That's Babel too. That's all the same area. That's not our place. That's the place that God destroyed. And when we built the tower, God split us up into different languages so we could never build a tower like this again. It also tells us that when the end comes, it'll be just like Sodom and Gomorrah. And it'll also just be like uh, the times of Jonah, the story of Jonah, the three days. But it will also, I believe from what the Lord has shown me, that it will be uh, hmm, a bit like me. You know, in Jonah's story, God says to Jonah, you need to go to Nineveh and tell them, You've got 40 days to go up there and preach to them and tell them the truth and tell them to turn from their evil ways and stop worshiping idols. Go and speak to the king and the people. See if you can talk them round, because otherwise, you know, going to destroy it. God always gives us a chance as well. So lovely, isn't it? And uh, anyway, Jonah didn't want to do that, so he went off fishing. (laughs) And then the whale, obviously, uh, because he got kicked off the boat, then uh, a whale came along, swallowed him up and delivered him uh, just by Nineveh. Which is very similar to me because I'm being told what to do, I think. but I do not want to do it. So I'm not sure yet, but also I'm frightened. We're all going to reach this point, like Jonah where we're called to do something, and uh, we don't want to do it. But also, Jesus dies and is resurrected on the third day. And so, is it uh, the revelation that is the, the three and a half days of the resurrection period of time as well, could be linked in possibly, I hadn't thought of that, but it just came to me now. But you know how he was so patient with Jonah and it's, it's, <laughs> he was eaten by a whale, <laughs> swallowed by a whale, and then God delivered him. So if we are part of God's plan, uh, then obviously we don't want to not do what he wants us to do. We actually, I want you to think you can spend as much time and money and effort on this life here okay but what does it mean to you if you don't make it to God's kingdom it doesn't mean anything because this is only temporary and this is what I think he means when he says pick up your cross where you sacrifice everything for you have to literally give up everything you have to lose your life to gain your life This is also why Jesus said to that man, follow me. And he was like, no, nah, I need to go and bury my dad or mother or whatever. And he says, let the dead bury the dead. Have you noticed how harsh he was as well? I think, when I read it, I think, God, he's harsh, you know. <laughs> he's he's very firm. And, uh you know, either you're going to follow me or you're not. You're either with me or you're not. And if you're not with me or against me, those who, under, you know, don't uh, build a kingdom, scatter the kingdom, and they're not serving God. Back to this sort of uh, attack I've had where people say, oh, you're a woman, you mustn't preach, and you're possessed by demons. Oh, really? Okay. Let me tell you something. When Jesus was casting out demons, um, and the Pharisees accused Jesus of casting out demons with Beelzebub, they were actually attacking the Holy Spirit, okay. And then Jesus, what he says when they say, oh, you know, he's probably casting out the demons in their name, in Be- Beelzebub, which is Satan or the devil. Uh, then uh, Jesus said to them, well, you can, you can curse God and you can curse me, it's fine. But if you curse the Holy Spirit, nothing, there's nothing you can do to be saved after that. You are finished. It's done. Finished and clear. There's no more redemption for you. What does this mean? Okay, let me tell you what I think it means. If you witness somebody preaching the word of God and they tell you what they think they've heard from God and you accuse them of being demon-possessed you are blaspheming the Holy Spirit. Why? Because the Holy Spirit comes upon us and it is no longer us that speaks, but the Spirit of God, which is inside us. And we are the temple of God and God dwells inside us. So this is important too. But this also means that with, you, with this, those who are serving God have authority, an incredible authority and power. Um, to cast out demons. Now, this is another discussion I've had with my friend who popped over. Why is it that the disciples were able to cast out demons, and they came running, running back right, and they said, "Oh Jesus, we cast out demons in your name. It's amazing, yeah." And then, <laughs> and then uh, they had some problems, and they came back to Jesus and said, "There was this demon we couldn't cast him out. This is a really, you know, we we couldn't do it. We're very surprised." were and Jesus said oh well that one's a stubborn one you know you got to pray a lot a lot harder and longer for that one and for me I find this hard to get my head around and I had a bit of a chat with my friend and with God about it and I'm seeking answers because I find that interesting that some demons are easier to cast out than others but is it also a reflection of the beast system Now, we're told that the beast gets so strong as it grows. And is it possible that, uh, because I can cast out the demons that come in the house and do all these things, because it's all through demons, it is a spiritual thing, but it has manifested in a physical form because they're using physical wiring, electricery, which we can't see, but if you stink your fingers in a plug socket, you will hurt yourself. So the stuff they're doing to me hurts, okay. But I found that by cursing, uh, casting out the demons and cursing them to go out and uh, out of the people, um, and praying for those people to be redeemed, that helps. Um, but also just taking authority um, and telling them they have no authority. I have authority over the dead and then I cast them out in the blood of Jesus. I anoint my doors and I anoint my windows and uh, all that kind of thing. Oh yes, another thing. Ah, um, hmm. I was sitting down by the uh, harbour and uh, I was lying there reading Ezekiel. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a beautiful day and uh, I lay there reading away and, uh, I had several people pop by and talk to me who I knew. And they were, Oh, hello. How are you? And what are you reading? Oh, the Bible. Oh, that's amazing. You know, all that. And it was a really nice uh, afternoon. And, uh, while I was, uh, after two of the friends had gone, I lay then I could feel the pain in my, uh, just by the uh, b- below my ankle above my heel by the arch by the bit of bone on the heel, on the right-hand side um, where the bone sticks out on my right foot, I think it was. Was it my left foot? I can't remember. I think it was my left foot. No, it was my right foot. So anyway, and I kept scratching and it was hurting and I, I felt, used my, because my, I had flip-flop type of shoes on and so I kept flicking it and scratching it with the other shoe, you know, while I was reading. Uh, and then I looked over. I thought this is sore I'm just going to look at it. Anyway, it I'd been bitten by a spider, and uh, the spider teeth, you know, where the two prongs were, you could, uh, I would say, is about a centimeter, a centimeter apart, at least. So it was quite a big area between the two prongs. I thought well, that must have been a very big spider, and I didn't see it. And that, I also believe was a spiritual attack. So I was sitting there and I was really in pain, and I had a little bottle of water. So I made this bottle of water into holy water, and I blessed it in, in Jesus and made it into holy water, and then I poured it over my uh, bite. And I massaged it in and prayed over my bite that I'd had and uh, prayed the Lord would heal my bite and that this living water would cleanse it and suck out all of the poison. And I prayed and, and did all of this. And uh, and it felt a bit better. So, I, you know, then went back to reading. I thought, it's still a little bit sore. So I thought, I'm going to put more, more of the holy water on. So I put more of this holy water on and uh felt much better i thought well hopefully that'll be it and i looked at it, i thought that's i think the second time when i really realized a spider bite or something and so then uh i continued with my reading and i then i forgot all about it yes yeah? and then later that day or the next day i thought oh yes i've got that spider bite couldn't even see it anymore and uh so that was interesting. Oh yes, another story about holy water. I had a sty in my eye uh, a week or two ago. And uh, what had happened is uh sometimes I'll clean my room and I have a face flannel that I use for my for my makeup. But uh I'd use this face flannel wiping um a tabletop, um, thinking, well, I'll put that in the wash afterwards. And, uh, and I'll get a new flannel. Yeah. I thought, well, that way I'm not, don't have to go to the kitchen. I can just use this, this face flannel. So I did that and forgot about putting it in the wash and ended up using it on my eyes. And something in it must have irritated me. And I got a stye. And so, um, a stye is a, it's a bit like a pimple, but it's very painful in the eye. And uh, anyway, and it was inside the lid of the top lid, and it was quite far back and I couldn't get to it. So normally when I get a star I get a gold ring and I heat it up with a lighter and then I put it up against the point of the sty, and that helps. But lately I've found uh, every time I've had a sty, and I've done that with the gold rings, not helps. So don't try it, okay? Hmm. So anyway. I feel, well, the, the I woke up with this dye and uh, all day it was irritating me, just a tiny bit. I mean, you, could, you couldn't even notice it because it hadn't swelled up, but I could feel a little itchy and sore bit. The next day woke up and it was all swollen. So I made up some holy water and I washed my eye out and, uh, you know, I've used some water in my hand and then opened my eyes into my hand with the water in and just kept flicking and prayed and also you know uh had blessed the water and uh did this a couple of times and within an hour this dye had gone down as if it was just normal i was able to go through and put my makeup on um i didn't wear eyeliner did i oh yes i used the old eyeliner because it was nearly finished and i thought well i'll use this old eyeliner and then that way um i can throw it away when i'm done you know and uh so anyway the sty i think was properly gone within a day or two from that and uh and that was the power of holy water which i'd made up and the way i made up the holy water i want to tell you how to do it so you've got the ability because we may need these abilities in the time to come i got a bowl i tried to get a a pottery bowl but i actually the first time i made holy water i just made it with an old uh, plastic bowl um and i i put a cross through it and then i stirred it with my finger and as i prayed over it that this is now living waters holy waters of christ blessed by christ who died for me and shed his blood and that anything that this holy water comes in contact with will be healed, and also all demons will flee and be petrified, and it will burn them, and they will not be able to penetrate any area where this water goes. And uh, and so we can do this. Um, so that's why what I, what I do with the holy water. Um, the other thing is. Uh, this holy water can heal anything. So when I've had problems with my ears, uh, with earache, I also had earache <laughs> and I put some living waters, holy waters into my ears and my ears felt much better as well. Yeah. I had a sore head. Holy waters, the same. And, uh, making up holy oil is, uh, you know, you need olive oil and you anoint the oil in the blood of Christ and you pray over it and you touch the top and you anoint, I also say to anoint your head also um, if you come under attack you can anoint your whole head with oil in the blood of Jesus sanctifying your, your head and making it holy but clean and protected uh, by the Lord. And you can do this with your doors also, and your windows, yeah, and you can cast out all demons, and hexes, and curses, and witchcraft, and Satan, and his cronies, in the blood of Christ. Um, you can also command, and take authority over what occurs in your home, and what people enter the home. So you can uh, command that um, all demons leave, and that um anybody that has harm um, intended for you, that they will not want to come in, okay? And they won't come in. And that the Lord will command his angels around to protect you. Prayer, prayer is very important, but we've got to understand that we have got tools too. And I have found uh, the holy oil and the holy water very, very powerful indeed, And uh, and prayer so important it's what I've learned in this uh, experience that I'm going through um, and I'm very positive today for this sermon but I have not been so positive during the week I have lots of ups and downs when my friend had called from abroad um, she was saying the Lord loves you and everything you're doing he loves what you do and you're going through this for a reason so that you can learn what's happening he's showing you everything through this experience and to help others so i was like wow that's so nice of you to say this and then my friend said well she seems to to uh, know her bible i said yes she does And she seems to know the authority and the power of the Bible and God's word and faith more than me at the moment as a preacher. Because my faith has dwindled up and down. When you're under such an attack, it does happen. And I want you to know that it's happened to me. Okay. And if it can happen to me, it's going to happen to you. And this is where you must know that if you've got Jesus with you, nothing else matters. And uh, I suppose when you've lost everything, you've got nothing else to lose as well. So if you've only got Jesus, I can't take Jesus. And this is where I think he means this about taking up the cross, and I think we will. He says, don't even bother going back for your coat. When you see Satan ruling from his temple, which is the highest mind, and everybody's connected, then that's the time to disappear off to the mountains, not even bother going back for your coat, which I think is amazing, in hmm, Jesus' name. So what else can I tell you? I can uh, tell you, um, I pray to the Lord sometimes and I ask him for signs. Oh, good, there's something so beautiful, I must tell you. So there was this time I prayed to God, and I was so unsure about myself, what was going on. And, and I said to God, um, please, God, give me a sign that you're with me. And I said to God, if you're with me, send a little rain cloud. So it just rains on me. And it's obvious that it's just for me. And I'll know you're with me and nothing happens. And I'd also ask the Lord for a rainbow for uh, confirmation on this calling on my life for something else, I believe. Anyway, after this night where I'd ended up going around in the car all night and uh, seeing the cows being tortured with the lightning and stuff, the lights, I, um, I was chatting to my friend on a cul-de-sac road on the phone. And I was saying, I'm all by myself. I'm all alone. I'm scared. And just then a little rain cloud came over my car and it rained. And I thought, no, that's not from God. And then a few minutes later, a really small cloud came again, but this time it was as big as the tree that I was sitting under in the car and it rained over the tree and me in the car. This time a bit longer, and there was no other clouds and no other rain, just sun in the sky, in the sky. Well, there was other clouds, but none that were raining. And uh, so I looked up. I was like, "Oh, thank you, Lord!" <laughs> I was so grateful. The other thing I've had is a uh, uh, prayed to God. You know, show me He's with me, and He will shine the sun on me. And I'll know that he's with me as well. And so from the stories of Moses, we know that he goes around with us by cloud by day and fire by night. And uh, it it would be quite funny because all the tribes had their tents and their camps around the uh, temple. and then when the Lord wanted to leave, the cloud would lift, and then everybody knew to get ready start packing up first of all the temple and this is where um the Merorites and uh all the levites yeah the levites which were divided up into teams of sons of aaron and and all this to pack up the the temple and all of those things and the, they would go first and then it was the tribe of judah Ithaca, and then zebulun then reuben gad simeon um and, uh, and then we went up mass, Manasseh, um, Ephraim and Benjamin and then Naftali, Dan, um, and, uh, and Naphtali, uh, I can't remember the other one. Oh, Asher. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so then you know, we'd all go in that order. And this is how we'd arrive as well. We would leave in this order and then we would arrive in this order. Yeah, so interesting it is. Hmm. And we were fed with bread. Now, I want to also remind you what God showed me yesterday, because I was saying, oh, you know, I'd just be happy to sleep in the mountains right now with a full night's sleep without being terrorized and tortured and storm raided. And having home invasions and all of these horrible things being stalked and hacked and all this stuff. And uh, and the Lord reminded me, don't forget that when uh, the Lord freed us from Egypt, we went round the wilderness for 40 years. And there's many incidences where the people grumbled. They grumbled to Moses. Grumble, grumble, and, and this is the words that uh, are in the Bible, that they grumbled. And every time they grumbled, I wrote the word grumble on the top of the page, um, grumble, grumble, with an exclamation. So I could see how many times they grumbled. <laughs> and <coughs> there's quite a few times that we grumbled. Why did we grumble? because we got tired of bread, and manna uh, that he fed us, and uh, we we wanted uh, olives, and uh, they got angry, the people got angry with Moses and with God. And they said, what have you done to us? Why did you free us? We haven't even got our wine, and we haven't got our olives, and we haven't got our cheese, and our spices, and all those things. Oh, it would have been better if we stayed in Egypt. At least we had wine, and olives, and cheese, and cream, and all those nice things. Yeah, we just eat manna, so horrible, so unfair, we should have stayed in Egypt, and God got so angry, really angry. And so we ended up killing all the people uh, that were grumbling, and only the children made it to the promised land. Interesting, Uh, and obviously uh, Moses as well. He didn't go to the promised land, he got to see it though. And that's because he lost his temper with God and with the people. These are all things to to, uh, show us. You see, Moses was a very, very holy man, very holy, very obedient to God, was used for incredible things. Sometimes I worry that I'm too familiar with God. Um, I'll explain what I mean. So the first time, second time, God helped me, I was like, great, super duper, God's there, no problem. He helped me with the Wi-Fi, He helped me with wiring, all sorts. Sent angels to do it all. The third time, I got impatient. And I learned from that. You cannot get impatient with God. Um, So I'm learning very quick, yeah, um, as well, that, uh, you know, you cannot uh, disrespect God, but also you cannot uh, make demands of God because it's His will, not my will. It's for His glory, not my glory. It's what He wants, when He wants it, and how He wants it. Signed, sealed, and delivered. Amazing it is. So I might have a plan, uh, and I expect this, yeah, but it may be different to what God has planned and what He expects. Uh, So I I can only uh, fall to my knees, and pray that uh, the Lord will deliver me from my enemies and that this will give him glory for his holy namesake. Not because I'm worth saving, because God doesn't need me either. It's another thing. Yeah, I've had this with other people and probably myself too. When I first came to know the Lord, I really thought I was very important. I thought I might even be Jesus because I heard so much from God. Of course, I'm not Jesus, I know this, but um, I really felt important and I felt very special because God makes you feel this way, but sometimes it can get to your head and that's where pride comes in and people look down their noses at others and think they're better, that they hear from God, so they're more special than anybody else. And I want you to know that's not the case. <coughs> If God has chosen to reveal something to you, it is your duty to share it with others for God's glory, not for your glory, but to encourage others. And if they have something that they hear from God, then you to receive it and listen if you think it is from God. And if you don't know it's from God, then not to condemn them, but to listen and, and uh, make your assertions yourself and just sort of make, make your mind up as to whether this is true or not, really. Uh, but, but to feel uh, not jealous of them, but to say, well, that's, that's interesting. How did you see that? And uh, take on board what they're saying. Cause I believe, cause Jesus has told us uh, that we, we've got this Holy Spirit and it's no longer us that speaks, but the Holy Spirit, the Lord says that He pours His Spirit on all of us. So we all will speak the Word of God and have the Holy Spirit within us, and we will have the blessings with that Holy Spirit, but we do have to feed the Spirit. And as you feed it, the more powerful it becomes. More authoritative, more trusting, more powerful uh, more familiar with the word comfortable, and uh also more connected to God, more that it will manifest itself naturally as opposed to occasionally it now becomes a regular thing because you're feeding it all the time with the word of god encouragement prayer for others and if in doubt think to yourself what would jesus do so i had a thought this week and i thought what would jesus do in this situation and i was thinking well if it was elijah or one of the prophets And they were living in a house going through the similar sort of thing. What would they do? And I was thinking, well, they'd probably be very humbled. And they probably uh, would be praying a lot. (laughs) Um, And I sort of saw in my mind this uh, person very humble just going in and out, not talking about it to anybody, but just talking to God. And that's what I got from the Lord. And I thought, I wonder if that's what he's trying to tell me. Um, so, yes, as this happens and unfolds, we are going to be a bit like the song, Band on the Run. Uh, the walls are Uh, being built for the temple, but also the walls of Babylon's tower are being built too. Okay, and I believe it's happening at the same time. Uh, This is very interesting, but in order to deliver a baby, it has to have birth pain and the contractions get shorter and shorter between the times uh, and then finally the woman gives birth. So I think in the same way, God is birthing his whole creation and everything together. It's a spiritual thing and it's a physical thing. And you've also got to understand that, uh, Satan is in charge of this world and the beast is getting stronger. Hmm. There's also my friend, uh, Gornina keeps telling me, Oh, there's this time when Satan, um, uh, can, uh, literally gets he gets so strong and the um the beast system gets so strong and they go after the saints and that not, there's nothing that can stop this beast from killing the saints and so anyway you know, i had a bit of a discussion uh with my friend about it another friend and uh and i also with god and uh i will tell you what i said because i might as well be just totally straight with you okay so i said to god Right, God. So you've told us that we need faith as small as a mustard seed and that we must believe in you. Okay. And we, if we pray to you and we believe in you, then uh, you will come to our aid and you will not leave us nor forsake us. Yes. So it tells me, and no weapon formed against me shall prosper. My enemies will come against me in one way, be scattered in seven ways. So what's going to happen when the beast goes after the saints and he overcomes them when when they pray, yes, to you, God, and they're not delivered, but they die? And I cried about it. Well, I didn't cry. I was saying I'm worried for the people because... um if this happens, they will be upset, as I would be, as I am at the moment with everything going on. And so <laughs> I wanted to tell you that that's what I told God. I was worried for the people and uh, upset. Um, it's been a very emotional ride. <clears throat> and it's no fun. Uh, at all to go through this roller coaster ride. Uh, I look at people who are fine dining, having a nice time just sitting there on the beach or um, in a cafe and having a sm- smile and a giggle about normal things and I feel envious of them, that they have normal life, that they have happiness and joy in their lives. Um, and they're not tortured and tormented day and night. Um, and that's part of my pity party, which God can't stand as well. So this is another thing that uh, I'm working on, um, to, to uh, know that the Lord has um, control and He has victory. And the the... What I was shown with this whole uh, exercise is it's God's will, His intention and uh, Satan's ruling everything at the moment. And this is a refining process where God is doing a big harvest and uh, dividing up of people. And if you fall at the first hurdle and you're tested, then you're no good to God. It's harsh. It is. It's very harsh. Um, but we have to prove that we are children of God. And the only way to prove this is to trust in Him. And trust only comes through a relationship that you build over time. Um, through various experiences. And uh, so the Lord has shown me through all my life that He, he has never, ever left me. And he's never, ever forsaken me. So before I found God, there was a lot of things that happened and that prayed. And I didn't think he'd answered my prayers. But he had actually answered my prayers. But he'd answered them in a different way to how I thought he'd answered them. So I'd pray for one thing and then he would actually give me something else and then I'd go, oh, so that's why that happened. Because if you'd answered that prayer, then I would have ended up in an even worse situation. Yeah. And I go, oh, wow. So you did answer my prayers, but you answered them according to your will and for your glory and for my purpose and for his purpose, because he has a purpose for us, as well as his intentions and his will. So this is what I realized, and uh, you see, God can see everything as well, and we cannot see everything. We're stuck in in this reality with a very small scope of vision, and so this makes us small-minded too. That's very interesting, I think, about being small-minded because, well, we do have tiny minds, that we only use a tiny portion of our minds. And uh, it makes me think then also that uh, we are blind and uh, the only way to see is with the light and the only way to have the light is to have Jesus who shines the light so that you can see the way to go. So if you are in the valley of darkness, it may feel like there's no way to come out of this valley. But because Jesus is our light, um, that light fills us, and it also provides light for us to go in the right way But like I was saying about the cloud going by day and the uh, fire by night, when this happens, you never know when the light is ready to move ahead to take you further, closer to the end of the tunnel of darkness, to the light of escape and deliverance. A bit like when you're in a dark tunnel, it must be a bit like a baby inside a womb, And being delivered, and then when it comes out of the womb, it sees the light and is birthed. Just like we have a boat that is birthed on the on the sea. All of this is all about words and the manifestation of God's thought, written word, into heaven and also on earth. This is all I'm learning in the trials and tests that I'm facing and um, as hard as it is, I've never been closer to God. I've never felt closer to God, why? Because I can tell you when you're going through a trial, you, uh, you pray and you talk to God more. Why? I don't know. Uh, I try uh, to talk to God more when I'm not when I'm happy as well, because um, I recognise that it's not fair on God to only talk to Him when I've got a trial, because then it shows that it's only one-ended and I'm using God. And I don't want Him to feel like I'm using Him. I want Him to know that I love Him, as He loves me. Um, so I I try and uh, remember to thank the Lord for the good things, and also. Uh, tell him that I love him and that I hope he loves me and that I hope he's pleased with me and that I'm pleasing to him and um, That I haven't done anything to offend him and that he'll hear my prayers and hear my prayers for me and hear my prayers for others and uh, Now I also want to tell you so in these situations it's important that we pray for each other because the prayer of a righteous is heard by the lord uh so we're in a situation this week um i was praying for someone for a friend on the phone and uh they were down this person and uh the, just as i tr- after seconds after praying for that person that person texted my friend saying they were very happy we prayed that they would be happy and the words, I am happy, were text to my friend. So I know that our prayers are heard. And this was God's way of saying, I'm listening to you, Aisha. I am listening to you, Aisha. I am watching you, Aisha. I am in control, Aisha. You are my daughter, Aisha. Trust in me, Aisha. I'm not answering your prayers right now that you can see. But I am listening and things are going on that I cannot see. All right? And this was, for me, was very, very reassuring because I thought, well, my God is a gracious God, isn't He? And He's a mighty God. And He's your God too. Okay? We're all all brothers and sisters in God, and uh, we all unify the body of God. I've also <laughs> I watched a film this week. In this week, God has delivered me twice from this stuff, and I watched two good films. They were so amazing. And I was so pleased to watch a film and then I thought oh, I'll watch another one because I so enjoyed it So one of the films was about this uh, container uh, And a lady being stuck on on this container at sea and it was called going nowhere. So definitely worth watching When I watched this film the lady was pregnant, okay, and she uh, had to give birth on this container that was leaking in the sea in the middle of nowhere. I'm not going to tell you the rest because I hope you look it up it was a very good film. They could have given glory to God with it and it would have made an even better film uh, but anyway it does show the still even though it wasn't uh, to the Lord, it does show that the Lord does amazing things uh, and I give him glory for that story which really what it did is uh, it made me think, wow, I imagine being on, on that uh, container in the middle of the sea sinking with no way out of it, pregnant, thirsty. Hungry uh, that that looked pretty hopeless, I can tell you it was a very, very good film and uh and i I thank the Lord that uh, I wasn't on a container in the middle of the sea, <laughs> and it made me some more thankful as well in this way, Number one for allowing me to watch a film, number two for showing me that I need to be grateful and thankful for every moment I have um, and that I must be excited about my journey with the Lord. So um, the reason, as I say, I'm sharing this is because uh, hopefully it'll help others because their trials may be similar or or worse or not as bad. But either way, I'm a preacher of God. And so I must preach about what happens. And I must tell you what I'm shown. Um, number one, to encourage you that God loves us and he's with us. And if you've got God with you, who can be against you? And don't feel overcome or threatened or scared or frightened. That's what he said to Ezekiel. He said, you're going to these people, right? Don't be frightened of them. Don't be intimidated. Yeah. I'm going to give you such a thick forehead for this. Don't worry. Don't be intimidated or anything when you go and speak to them. And how would you know you can trust God unless God tests you? And then you find out you can trust God because you go through such trials that you, you find out God is most certainly there. But also, another thing God showed me, which is so very interesting, is if God answers your prayers too quick, yeah, then you're not so grateful. Oh, I I thought, well, that's interesting. That's a funny thing to show me. Are you trying to tell me that if you answered my prayers too quickly, I wouldn't be grateful? That's what he was showing me. I was like, oh, okay. What he showed me is, Um, Like, if you have to save up for something, then uh, you appreciate it much more. But if you just buy it because you can afford it, you don't really appreciate it uh, as much. And uh, for you, it's like, oh, well, it's just another, like for me, a handbag. You know, I have a, a couple of bags and one of them is a designer bag um and uh in fact um well, one of my friends said oh wow that's a nice bag and uh, i was like oh really you think for well, me it's just a bag <coughs> um i bought it because it looked nice uh and i got it cheaply as well uh so i didn't pay the normal price and uh, for me it doesn't mean a lot to me but i like it but some people will save up half a year or a year for a bag. And then they really like it and they really appreciate it. So it's a bit like, uh, Uggs. I like Uggs and I saved up for a pair of Uggs and, uh, and I, um, and I got them for, uh, a treat for myself. And, uh, I felt right. I really like those. And, uh, and I loved my Uggs. Um, and I threw away my old ones. Well, actually, I I uh, sold the old ones. Um, so what God showed me is, it's a bit like uh, real gold and fake gold, okay? Um, and also, um, for example, let's imagine you've got a pair of Ray-Bans and they are what, 180 pounds or 120 pounds. And then you've got a f- fake pair of Ray-Bans and they're 5 pounds which pair do you want well you want the 120 pounds ones because they're the real deal and they're genuine and uh, they're better quality and they've got the the right uv blends on on the lenses and all those other things um and so you appreciate it because you you have to spend a bit more and you probably have to uh be more careful with that month uh, on the next two months to put that money aside to buy the fancy sunglasses so uh in the same way uh the lord is uh, hard to get yeah a bit like a boyfriend or a girlfriend when uh, they're a bit mysterious and they don't answer their calls and the text backs don't come back very quickly because they're very busy and they're very interesting and they've got their own lives and they don't uh you know drop everything for you because uh, the they've got their own importance and their own things to do This also helps you learn respect Because also if you notice in relationships if a man can get a girl into bed really quickly He uh, he loses interest because uh, he already got the prize and um, Now he's going to look for a different prize somewhere else and if there's another prize around the corner that's uh, not so easy to get, that's much, much more interesting, you see. Um, and uh, they'll dedicate a lot more time because uh, they don't know if they can get it. So it's much more, uh, much more of a challenge because they want it more if they can't have it as well. <laughs> okay, so with God I found the same sort of thing with a mindset. So, um, because of what happened and are sacrificing, uh, children to, uh, Moloch and, uh, the Baal gods and all this, uh, he, um, he told us, I'm not going to listen to you, uh, and, uh, you know, I'll turn my face. Um, but he also tells you, that uh he will rescue a remnant and he will hear our prayers and uh so it's about believing and praying but also making us work for it yeah that's it uh we have to prove that uh, we are worthy uh, for the lord to serve serve us and deliver us what is due to us if you understand wow that's clever wording isn't it lord thank you yeah so you get what you pay for it's that sort of thing uh that's what i get from god uh so the more you put in the more god gives you in everything the more you do for the lord the more uh you pray the more dedicated you are the more the lord is dedicated to you i think um this is not to be confused with works also okay just to confirm because a lot of people think by doing all these good things that they've bought an uh, that they've got a better mansion in heaven or you know god loves them more or whatever um and they're more worthy and then this makes them prideful because they feel justified uh, and they they feel like they're, they're guaranteed a place, but only God knows the heart. So you could have a really wicked heart and go around and do things to try and make up for it, but what you really have to work on is your heart first, and then, because the spirit grows, and it changes who you are. And God sees this process a bit like a birthing process. And the, it's very beautiful and like for me, I'm a very different person to who I was, so uh, I was always very confident, I was a bit of show-off, uh, quite uh, uh, sure of myself um, and, uh, and I've been humbled a few times, but I always come back confident and uh, strong, but each time I've been humbled and I come back stronger, but this time more respectful and more careful in my walk. That's what I'm learning. Um, I'm a very driven person. And there's not much that takes me off my course. I'm very strong. Um, but I've also found out I'm weak and then my strengths are my weaknesses and my weaknesses are my strengths too. So very interesting. Uh, so I've got so many areas that I've identified in myself through the trials of work that I need to do on myself as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I suppose this is what the God's way of getting a, a um, what do you call it? Magnifying glass and uh pulling out the drawer and ripping out bits of paper, putting it on the table, and then getting a magnifying glass and getting you to look at it. It's a bit like looking in the mirror as well. But, uh, James writes about this, that uh if you read the Bible and uh you don't follow what it says, then it's like somebody who looks in the mirror and then forgets what they look like. Hmm. So um we have to pray all the time that God uh, maintains us, uh, our levels of uh, bread, uh, word, knowledge, power, authority, grace, mercy, faith, joy, peace, happiness, love, uh, all these beautiful qualities, and that he removes any resentment, anger, um, pity all the negative things to take them out, mm-hmm. and that's what kind of thing I think God is doing to me, anyway. Um, so yes, mm-hmm. and so it's a very interesting old journey. Is this world and this life? Uh, don't forget that Jesus says you will, you must hate the world, and I'm beginning to. Well, I, I most certainly do hate the world. <laughs> can tell you that (laughs) oh dear um hmm. and uh i just uh pray that i'm serving the lord right and that i'm doing what he wants and that it's pleasing to him and uh you know god gives you what you get all right so this another thing that came up this week is god will give you and he will also take away yeah and so God can give and He can take away. it's never you, and you must never ever think that you're, what you have is down to your abilities uh, of your achievements. Oh no, no, uh, everything you have is down to the Lord and what he has seen fit to provide you with. and when he wants to take it away, he will take it away. Yes, very, very good. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and it's very tricky because I, one of the things I've realized is that in this world, they've made it so that uh, you don't earn enough, uh, to, to, to sort of sustain your own life. So you've got to rent and you've got bills and you've got food and you've got to take the ch- buy the children's clothes, or if you've got family and you've got cars and insurance and tax and petrol and, <laughs> um clothes and uh, and leisure time and all these things and out of a thousand pounds let's say you've only got um a thousand pounds you know and you really need two thousand pounds but you have to make it work and that means you have to cut corners sometimes and uh And those corners that you choose to cut might not be the right corners. So it's about taking instructions from God all the way and saying, hey, I don't know what to do here. Because actually what this proves is that you cannot do it on your own. You can only do it with the help of God. And so certainly with the Lord, He's very, very good at providing if you pray, and uh, but the minute you go off and you start doing it yourself, he'll show you that you can't do it yourself, that only you can rely on him to do it. And if necessary, you'll rip down everything and throw it in the bin, and you'll have to start again if you got it wrong. Um, that's what I've got from God. He uh, yeah, has no hesitation in ripping everything apart in your life if there's something he doesn't like, to rebuild you. So he'll break you to rebuild you for his glory and for for your good. So this is what I'm finding with God um, and in my life. And, uh, and it's not a pleasant experience, but it gives uh, God uh, the opportunity to go through all the negative little pieces and throw them in the bin. So with Job, um, what happened with Job was uh, he was blessed and he had a lot of wealth and a happy family and everything, lots of cows and animals and possessions. And uh Satan said to God, I bet if you took everything off him, he wouldn't love you anymore. And so uh, God said, okay. Go for it, and see what happens. so uh, everything was taken from job um, all his cows died, and uh his family abandoned him uh, his wife abandoned him all the family died, I think it was, and uh he lost everything and then Satan made him sick and uh then he lived in the streets and all his friends thought that God was angry with him and that he'd been abandoned and he must have done something wrong. And uh, even his wife said, why are you even praying to God, you know, when this is all happening to you? And uh, and finally the Lord did restore him. Um, and all his friends as well told him, oh, you know, God's abandoned you why even worshiping god i've had uh, a few people in this situation friends uh, tell me you should pray to your god just pray to your god and your god will do this your god will redeem you um yeah god, just pray to god and uh, pull yourself together you know um just smile and uh, trust god um mm-hmm and so uh, this is a very similar to a job as well i find and uh hmm i'm sure that any little cobwebs uh will be uh, cleaned and uh, everything will be spotless hopefully by the time god has done his clear out um inspection um and handover And deliverance with me. And hopefully well, there will be an amazing testimony to share with you all about um, the Lord and His majesty, His mightiness, His incredible glory. May all knees bow before the Lord. Mm. Our amazing God. Oh uh, also another thing, I picked up an amazing book um, this week uh, which is all sorts of amazing things, which uh, I'll try and share with everyone as well uh, this week uh, to give the Lord glory um, and uh, and to encourage others. <laughs> what can I tell you to do in this situation that I recommend? Get close to God as much as possible. Read your Bible. um because I don't think we've got a lot of time. Uh, I don't know w- what will happen with me, okay? Only God knows. He's counted all the hairs on my head. And uh, and He knows my heart and my mind and my soul and my spirit. And so I uh, can only pray that whatever is in me, God cleans it and makes me worthy of His grace and His mercy and His love and for him to deliver me from my enemies, um, but even if he doesn't, that I remain faithful and dedicated and committed, and that uh, whatever I do will give him glory, um, because it may be that God will judge the, the people later, and uh, they may carry on like this, and it may... Be uh, a long term thing. I don't know what God has got in mind uh, in this situation, but um, I take take it each day as it comes, and I'm grateful for every moment I have with the Lord. I have also behaved a bit like a brat and been ungrateful, um, so. You know, when I've had a good hour or two and, uh, I've been crying because of what's happening in general. And really, I need to just appreciate every moment I have, uh, as much as possible. It's very, very interesting. Changes your whole life when you go through one of these challenges. (laughs) I can only tell you. Wow. Life is just amazing. Praise the Lord what a wonderful world praise the lord um and so i hope this helps you um it's a full-on uh, update for you on on all sorts of bits and pieces um i recommend that you keep your phone within you know reach all the time. Make sure you change your uh, passcode regularly. Make sure you change your passwords regularly. Uh, make sure that you uh, get new SIM cards uh, fairly regularly. Update your SIM card um, as well with your technology. Always switch your router off at night. Um, this sort of thing. Um, I have your Bibles by your bed. I have all your scriptures on on the walls. This is a war we're in now, and it's a spiritual war. What this does mean, though, is that uh, it's a war you cannot see, and so uh, sometimes what I I found is the participants in the war against me uh, are not aware they're in a war with me but some of them are but the, uh, there's demonic forces within this uh, war and uh, but I have authority over the dead so I can cast out the demons it's uh, it's incredible it is and, uh, and those people may be redeemed um very amazing it is um so i hope this helps you um and uh, may the Lord be pleased with the sermon. I, I pray you're all having an amazing week um, and that the Lord is providing everything you need. That you have joy and peace and happiness in your hearts, minds, spirits and souls, And that the Lord blesses you with good dreams and messages and encouragement, wisdom, understanding in these times um let us close with the Sinner's Prayer. if you wish to find us you can find us on podbean spotify amazon samsung chrome youtube rumble bit and uh we're on so many others iHeartRadio, radio apple everything really <laughs> videos you can find them got it media rumble youtube bit um i do a little video that goes in the background of this and most people really enjoy it so do try and look at the videos. Um, and, uh, you can contact me, email admin at godfm.org.uk, uh, or you can phone me, uh, on the telephone number on our website, www.godfm.org.uk. Um, we have been hacked. So I don't know what level of hack we've got. I don't know if my emails have been hacked. Okay. So if you don't get through, please email again or phone and leave several messages. Keep trying to contact me. All right. If you want to. Uh, in fact, I've got a lady who contacted me from Holland and, uh, and I am hoping to see her tomorrow. Um, and so, um, anyway, it's amazing. It is that we've got the technology to talk to one another at the moment. Mm -hmm. We must be grateful. So let's close with a sinner's prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that you came to earth and died on the cross for my sins. I know that I'm a sinner and I know you are the Son of God. I know you died for us and I beg forgiveness for our sins. We wish to follow you. I cast out all demons, hexes, curses, witchcraft, Satan and his cronies in the blood of Jesus Christ. I break all witchcraft, black hexes, black magic, any demonic forces coming against you, robbing you of the blessings of God. I command them to leave in the blood of Jesus Christ. I break the chains over your homes and your lives in the blood of Christ. Of any demonic forces, and if they are hacking you and you're getting your Wi-Fi hacked and your telephones and everything else, I break those chains in the blood of Christ right now, and I ask the Lord to command His angels around you to protect you. And the fire of Elijah, I pour the blood of Jesus over you and your homes and your properties and your children, your pets, your vehicles and workplaces, that the Lord will be with, with you and that you will be pleasing in the eyes of your employers or anyone who has authority in your life over you, including our governments. I pray for our countries and for our leaders that they will do good. And even if their plans are wicked, the Lord will turn it around in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. And if our families have followed pagans, witchcraft, Satanism, Freemasons or the Masons, tarot readers, Ouija boards or pagan festivals, ask the Lord to break any chains of anything that we've done that might have offended him and release us from any generational curses, past, present and future. I pray this now in the mighty, mighty name of the King of Kings, King of glory, mighty Jesus Christ. I pray the Lord will give you wisdom and understanding to navigate this world. And I pray that the Lord will give you special, special blessings, um, not only to renew anything that Satan's robbed from you, but to have supernatural abilities to cast out demons, to know your authority over the dead and to know the love of Christ and to understand his word and to be motivated. I pray now that everybody listening will be so motivated to get to know God and his word and his Bible and to be more confident for the Lord's sake, to be pleasing to the Lord and that we are pleasing to you, Father, and that you may forgive our families and our ancestors for all the pagan worship, for worshipping idols, for sacrificing children to idols, and for hurting your heart, and for breaking your heart. We pray you forgive us, and you'll look kindly upon us. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. I thank you all for listening. It's Ayesha from God FM. Amen. God bless you. I love you all. Remember that I'm with you and that Christ is with you and that God loves you. Jesus is with us. I'm with you also. We're all together even though we're far away from each other, but in the Spirit we are together and we have strength in unity and love. We must pray for each other. I pray for all the children of God across the whole world that the Lord will manifest himself and deliver them from any attacks that they might be going through and give them all victory Uh, for your own namesake, God, not for our sakes, but so it may give you glory that people will not mock, scoff and laugh at your children as they attack them, thinking there's no God coming to help them but you'll get angry and cross and storm down here and show them that you are God and that people must have the fear of God and worship you and all knees may bow before you, my Father in heaven. I pray you're having a lovely day. In Jesus' mighty name, thank you. It's Aisha from God FM. Have a good day. God bless you.